This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. If you take a look in your bulletin, you'll see some of the things that are going on in the life of the parish this week. You know, the head of staff parish told Rachel and I that we could do without the robes because it was so hot. Is that cool with you all? All right. Just checking. Just checking. Because maybe for, for some of you, the word of God has to come from a robe rather than a, just a shirt. So thank you. It has felt hot for us. Let's worship, huh? Begin by singing. Page 61. As we prepare to go to God in prayer one more time, let us join together in our prayer hymn, My Faith Looks Up to Thee.
Every generation has found its home in you, God, our provider, and discovered that every moment spent in your holy presence lasts beyond all imaginable time. You watch over us in the night, cradling us in your arms as tenderly as a nurse cares for her children and her neighbors. Full of wisdom, imagination of creation, you humbled yourself that we might learn to love those who have been swept aside by a callous and cruel world. Witness to God's grace, you call us to act in ways of love and peace to all we meet in this life. In the fresh breeze of a summer's day, in the fall leaves dancing across autumn's lawn, in the crisp new snowfall crunching beneath our feet, in the new life flowering in spring, from everlasting to everlasting, you proclaim God's grace to us, spirit of life. God in community, holy in one, continue to be the dwelling place of our minds, our hearts, and our souls as we remember those that we lifted up this morning in prayer, for those that need healing, who need comfort, who need to discern your will in their lives, that we might see the light that you illumine on our path so that we can follow you more faithfully and proclaim your love to those that we encounter. We pray all of this saying this prayer that your son taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. presence of the Lord is truly in this place, and we have the opportunity to give our thanks for the ways in which God has gifted us and loved us so well and so deeply by presenting our tithes and offerings to him in response to his gifts to us. Our ushers will wait upon us.
Gracious God, we are in awe at the depth of your love for us. Please receive these humble gifts that they might grow just as the mustard seed grows to become your blessing in the world. Use these gifts to increase your kingdom and increase the faith of those around us so that we might see your kingdom here on earth. Amen. Good morning. Ooh, responsive. I would like to read the translation of the text for you this morning. And thou, O crown of virgins, grant us peace and assuage the passions that touch our hearts.
Listen and receive a reading from the Word of God. May we affirm our faith with joy and willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our reading is from Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 to 40. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is God's word to God's people. As I was preparing to uh, meet up with the staff parish committee and be introduced to them, I, I spent some time thinking about what I might want to say that would help introduce myself and, and get the committee to get a, a good feeling about who I was. And so I thought, well, maybe I should uh, let them know a little bit about my family background, that um, my mother was an artist and, and dad was an engineer, because maybe that will come to place. Well, and it actually did. Did any of you notice last week that this support was over about a foot further this way? <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready to pray. I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed that when I was getting ready to pray last week, and it, and it just got to me. And I, I think that's because of the engineer that, that's in me. So Manuel and I, we got on our hands and knees, and we, we moved these things so that it could be... Uh, equal distance from the, <laughs> from the center. Maybe I should talk about the uh, idyllic Long Island uh, childhood I had where we could just bike and roam and, and just have a time of our life, uh, duck ponds, all of that kind of stuff. Maybe I should share about how the University of Illinois just breaks my heart every week during the fall with their dismal football team. I'd look for something to cheer, and I can't find it. Maybe I should share that I like to read. Um, I like to paint. I like to play music. I like to see films. Maybe I should share some of the ministry stuff, like uh, how in Altadena I helped to, to launch a mini book, a mini bike ministry for youth at risk or how I was a part of refurbishing three or four different churches that I've been assigned to. And so I thought about all these things as I was uh, thinking about how I should present myself. And the more I thought about that, the more it just seemed to be a bunch of yada, 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 yada. <laughs> and that maybe there was something more or something better, uh, something more focused to the point that I should be sharing. And then it came to me that I think what I wanted to share was that I had a, uh, a love of the Lord and that I had a hope for the church and that I had a, an eagerness, a passion to transform the world. 
and that maybe I should share that with them. And I immediately forgot it in the conversation as they were peppering me with questions about this and about that. And, and so when I was driving home, I realized that that great turn of phrase, love of the Lord, you know, that I hadn't shared that. But I think it's important to share that, to let you know that that's what I'm coming with. That's where I'm coming from. And so I, I want to spend some time these next few Sundays to talk about those three things, to think out loud with you about our love of the Lord, about our hope for the church, and our desire to transform the world. I would suggest that these three phrases uh, reveal me to you, and I would suggest that these three phrases might actually be what's foundational for you as you come and are a part of this body of the Christ. <coughs> so when we think about love of the Lord, one of the first things that comes to mind is that the Greeks had three different words for love, and we just have one. They had eros and philio and agape, and, and as we translate the scriptures from the Greek, we just say love for that. In our modern parlance, perhaps we are too uh, casual with the word love. Perhaps we, we don't use it to its fullness. I might say, I love shrimp scampi. Or I might say, I just love that film, or I love that book, right? We would use the word love. And I, I might come up to a buddy and say, you know, I, I just really love you, man. And uh, not be meaning the same thing as when I say to my wife that I love her. So the word love does have a variety of uh, connotations depending on, on how we're using. And we ask that English word love to, to cover a lot of territory. When we're talking about the love of the Lord, I suppose we're including all of those aspects of, of affection, of enjoyment, of appreciation, and a whole lot more when we say that we love the Lord. Today's scripture uh, follows a scene in which the Sadducees are trying to uh, trick Jesus, get him to to say something that would reveal he's not the, the prophet or the rabbi or the one that we have been looking for that some believe he is. And they quizzed him about marriage. They quizzed him about death, about resurrection. And he seems to have held his own and, and frustrated their attempt of belittling him, of marginalizing him. And our scripture picks up with the Pharisees uh, taking a turn. Uh, using a lawyer. Are any of you lawyers? <laughs> I don't know why, but it seems that the lawyers get into trouble here in the, in the New Testament. Well, here's another lawyer trying to trip Jesus up, asking him a, a tough question about what is the greatest commandment. And, and Jesus responds, as we heard this morning, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Amen. And elsewhere, strength is added into that when, 
we look at it and hear it again. Key to this all is that Jesus reaches back to his Hebraic roots in a wise, rabbinic kind of style, distilling all of the commandments that are a part of Scripture down to a simple, clear message of love of God and love of neighbor. And asserting that upon this, upon this simple statement, hang all of scriptures, all of the prophets, and all of the law. Now the, the uh, Pharisees thought they had Jesus because that's a tough question. You know, the, the rabbis had been parsing scripture for centuries trying to figure out how best to present it and what was most important. And there was a bunch of things that we had to pay attention to if we wanted to be good folk back then. So it was a great question to ask because it really tested Jesus' mettle. And he responded just perfectly, cutting to the core of the message of the faith. Love of God, love of neighbor. Today we're reminded that this love of God, love of neighbor is central to our faith. And we are reminded that it is to be, can I say it this way, comprehensive of our life. All of what we are, our soul, our mind, our strength, all of what we are is to love the Lord. Amen. It is the beginning and it is the end of our effort of faith and of our living loving the Lord with all that we are. As people of faith who practice the faith and seek to grow in the faith, we know this and we aspire to this. We've heard this many times, to love the Lord with our all. Yet sometimes, for some of us, it takes more than a knowing of this to get there. It takes an, an encountering of the presence of God to awaken us to the full meaning of what loving the Lord is. I want to read a little diary excerpt of a, of a Swiss father who was out hiking with his sons in the mountains, because it kind of speaks to this in the way that I'm wanting us to kind of move to come alongside this loving of the Lord this morning. We are on our sixth day of hiking and in good shape. I never felt fatigue or hunger or thirst, and my state of mind was equally healthy, and there was not a shadow of uncertainty about the road that we would follow. Yet all at once, I experienced a feeling of being raised above myself. I felt the presence of God. I tell of the thing just as I was conscious of it, as if his goodness and his power were penetrating me 
altogether. The throb of emotion was violent, and I could hardly tell the boys to pass on and not wait for me. I sat down on a stone, unable to stand any longer, and my eyes overflowed with tears. I thanked God that in the course of my life, he had taught me to know him. I begged him ardently that my life be consecrated to the doing of his will. What's happening here? I find it so fascinating because I'm a, I'm a fairly conceptual person. I tend to approach things with my head first and then my heart kind of catches up to it. But this is something even more than just the heart happening here, isn't it? Something's happening to this gentleman up in the mountains that is just knocking his shoes off. And it's not something that he sought in particular on that hike. And it's not something that because of the being strung out with the rigors of the hike that he was somehow susceptible. Something else is happening here. The author, he's a man of faith. He has an understanding already of who God is, what God might ask of him or expect of him. Yet suddenly, unannounced, he has this God encounter that overwhelms him, that takes his experience of God, his knowing of God, to a different place in his life. He feels as if he's being elevated, as if he's being penetrated, as if he's being knocked to his knees, as if his soul is expanding to take in the holy mystery of God. This type of experience some of us have, some of us don't have, but it points us to the possibility of how God might be with us and what that possibility would then elicit from us. This man has had an experience of God that has taken him to a deeper place and because of that, his life has become overflowing with a love of God. He has reconsecrated his life to the purposes of God. Some of us might get to this place of loving the Lord this way. Some of us might get to the place of loving the Lord by being in service again and again and again in the community, doing things that extend us beyond our comfort level so that the hardness of our heart cracks open and we find brother and sister in our neighbor and we feel the empowerment of God's love to live into that. God knows there's whole branches of our church that get themselves to this place by praying 
seven times a day and staying in silence between those times of prayer. I'm not sure what your path is. What I think I know is that we need to get there. Whatever our path is, we need to find ourselves somehow in that tremendous experience of the living God alive in our lives. And when we do that, when we do that, we will find ourselves able to live into what Jesus is asking of us, which is to love God back and to love our neighbor. This, I think, is what we aspire to. Why we come here on Sundays, why we kneel in prayer weekdays. This is, this is what we seek to become in our lives. This is who we are to be in our lives. People who have experienced power of the love of God and because of that dare to love God back with all that we are. May it be so. May we be people who have been so touched by the love of God that we just naturally pour it out back to God. Amen. Amen. In response to the message, let us stand and body our spirit as we join in our closing hymn, Marching to Zion. It's pound on 733.
Shall we draw together and all join hands? The Lord's love is upon us all. We rejoice in that. We celebrate the power of that love in our lives. Go from this place today in that love and share it with those for whom it is a stranger. Amen.